If the sky is pink and white, if the ground is black and yellow, it's the same way you showed me. Nod my head, don't close my eyes, halfway on a slow move. It's the same way you showed me. If you could fly, then you'd feel south. Up north, getting cold soon. The way it is, we're on land, so I'm someone to hold true. Keep you cool when it's still alive. Won't let you down when it's all ruined. Just the same way you show me, show me. You showed me love, glory from above, regardless, dear. It's all. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast, episode 88. We are back in the building. Uh, I was on vacation two weeks ago in Florida, and E-Man was in Ohio last weekend, so that's why we had the different uh, special episodes difference. for you. <laughs> Florida and Ohio. Yeah, for what sure. What a big difference. In what, and, then we went to, and I went to Ohio the weekend. It was like 50, 60 degrees, not yeah. like the 90 degrees we've been getting at right after and before that. Yeah, how was your little trip to Ohio? Uh, it was all right, man. Went yep. to a lot of different breweries. Uh, shout out to a couple of the ones I'm thinking on top of my head. Wolf's Ridge was cool. Uh, Pretentious Barrel, who specializes in sours. That's cool. Uh, they're really good. Uh, Hoof-hearted. I mean, we went to like a ton of different breweries out there and uh, Columbus, Ohio. So shout out to you. I will not say shout out to the Ohio State Buckeyes, but I will <laughs> shout out the people that I met in uh, Lindsay met in Columbus, Ohio, because they have been dope. Cool. Yeah, I was about to say you're probably the only person in the face of the earth that's ever gone to Ohio for vacation. No, it's not. I don't. I don't. Oh no. Let me let me clarify this. I do not count that as a vacation. That is a getaway at Just a best. Quick trip. That's a quick trip getaway, three four hour thing. We went to go. Uh, we went to Outer Worlds Museum. By the way, that yeah, was our that reason awesome. for going to uh, Columbus in the first place was just to go to the uh, Outer World Museum. It was absolutely amazing. It's like one big acid trip of an episode of Adventure Time. Just walking in there, it's mm-hmm. really dope. Uh, how was Florida, by the way, man? Florida was sweet, dude. It was awesome. It was nice to see the ocean. I hadn't been on an airplane in like 15 years, so it was pretty cool to get away and uh, see a little change of scenery. I haven't like forgot like what palm trees looked like. Those were like sweet to hell, and like little lizards running around everywhere. There you was gators there for, and uh, shit. That was fucking. You went sweet. there for a wedding, right? Yeah. Um. Shout out to my best friend Birch's dad, Tim, uh, and his wife Dawn. They just got he got remarried over the weekend. Um. Yeah, it's like it was like right on their condo complex, so it was pretty sweet. That's what's up. But anyways, I started the podcast off with Pink and White by Frank Ocean, and the reason that I uh, started the podcast with that is uh, to kind of celebrate some of our LGBTQ uh, artists out there as the month of June is Pride Month. And, um, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about it because it's a little out of my wheelhouse, but I did think it was important to just to read off just a little bit about the origin of it and why we celebrate Pride Month in the month of June. And it's um, because it started in Stonewall, um, up, it, with the Stonewall Uprising in New York City on June 28, 1969, uh, following a police invasion of a gay club located in Greenwich Village, riots and protests ensued through the city. Um, and the majority of the people at Stonewall were either drag queens or gay men of color. Uh, Titus Maltavo, a hairdresser and makeup artist uh, who was 16 at the time, told USA Today. Um, at the time in New York City, masquerading as a member of the opposite sex was a crime. 
Although transgender activist Marsha P. T- or Johnson didn't arrive to the bar until the riots had started, many credited Johnson for throwing the first brick or shot glass that sparked the riots. Regardless, Johnson and the other black and Latino transgender women are now being recognized and hailed for um, the movement that they started. And I think it was first originally recognized as Pride Month um, by President um, Clinton in the 90s. Um, and then it's been recognized ever since in that month. So just want to shout out to all of our fellow LGBTQ IA. listeners, artists. LGBTQIA, yeah, yep, 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 for, for sure. Um, but yeah, we just want to we, show uh, our love. We, we try to be as big of allies as possible mm-hmm. to the community. You know, I, you know, personally myself, not a part of the community, but I do have people like my girlfriend, for instance, who mm-hmm. is, you know, a part of that community. Right. So love and respect them. And I want to be as big of allies, allies I can. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, and we're here to listen and learn. And so feel free, anyone listening to send us any more information you might want us to Say or did talk we, about? Did we breeze over the uh, in, the actual intros that we always do every episode? No, we did them. <laughs> no, no, we did. I didn't do the PIP. That is me. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, no, I didn't. Yes, no, we I, did. did we? Yeah. No, we didn't. Look at Eric. He's shaking his head right now. We totally didn't do it. <laughs> we totally didn't. <laughs> well, he is the PIP. <laughs> that is me, and we are back after two weeks for episode eighty-nine, eighty-eight, eighty-eight. <laughs> Those bonus episodes kind of screwed me up a little bit, but yeah, we're back for episode eighty-eight. Uh, we already filled you guys in on our lives for the past two weeks. Yep. Uh, so well, I guess we'll get it cracking into the episode. Get cracking right into that beer that you brought this cracking week. Cracking and snapping. All right. So, uh, you know, I always got to throw an Easter market shout out every time uh, they come out with something, you know, new. But the Brewer series. In a continuation with that, like myself had the White Russian beer and a couple other ones after that, like Gabe, for instance, had his beer. Uh, Rex, our head brewer, actually dropped a new beer himself. So you have the Rex Dry Hop Saison. Uh, for those of you familiar with the Saison, it's a lighter, uh, lighter style Belgian. Uh, it's really, really crushable, really crispy. Uh, it's got some bready notes to it. It's probably going to be great. Rex is a great brewer, so, you know, I trust his beer content. So, on the can, it says, An O to a classic Saison. Rex's dry hop Saison was crafted by brewers for brewers. Rex wanted to make a beer that the crew could enjoy together. An easy-drinking sipper with summertime vibes to drink throughout the day. And this tropical funky boy with Michigan copper hops fits the bill. As a beer style, Saison was traditionally brewed during colder months than is stored until summer when it was consumed by farmers and seasonal workers called Saisonniers. I actually did not know that. That's dope. These farmers' beers were clean source of hydration for workers. These days, Rex suggests that you hydrate often. When did water become such a big deal? (laughs) I feel like in the past like five years, I've been hearing like the water, like the alkaline water and stuff boom up. And (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's cool. Stay hydrated, people. Anyway, I digress. A detail kind of, a details kind of guy. Rex is always about the process. In the brewery, he connects the dots and knows. And knows no beer is the same. They fucked me up with the nose, no. Uh, <laughs> like this tropical punch of a Saison, a good beer is all about a brewer's interpretation. And for Rex, the best brews always lead to a pint shared between friends, which goes back to the thing I say all the time. You can bring anybody together with a pint of beer, no matter what background. 
there's always something that you guys have in common. That's so, fact. Yep. That's uh that's why I love this industry, man. Yep. But um well, before we get to pouring those up, we as we always do on the show, we want to honor the people that we lost over the last couple weeks since we were gone and also the people that are celebrating more life. Um, so I want to shout out to legendary comedian Paul Mooney, who we lost uh, last week, who, you know, um, really fought um, for the anti-censorship of comedians you know he really like pushed the envelope and wasn't first afraid amendment. to yeah for sure <laughs> he pushed the shit out of <laughs> he that he fucking man. sure did man he sure did but um yeah so legendary uh paul mooney i mean he he's been around forever but i think a lot of people uh really um started to pay attention to him a little more when he was on Chappelle show quite often as act a black ask a black dude um which was a hilarious segment that they used to do um but yeah he passed away i think he was 78 or 79 um, but yeah, so shout out to him. I thought it was um, in his 80s. No, I think he was just about to be 80. I think he was 79. But uh, anyways, yeah, and then there was the year anniversary of the um, the murder of George Floyd. So we want to definitely always keep his name alive. Um, Bradley Noel Absolutely. from Sublime. It was the 25th anniversary of his passing. Um, Frank Oz, who, you know, made the Muppets. It was the anniversary of his passing last week. Um, Kevin Clark, who was the drummer of the movie School of Rock, um, was killed in a car accident last week. So RIP That's to so him. Sad, man. I know, super sad. He's only like you know thirty years old, I think. Um, and then Johnny, Johnny Trudell as well, who was a uh, legendary Detroit jazz band leader. Um, and then also we had Clarence Williams III, who was an actor that you'd probably seen in a million things if you look up his face. You're like, oh yeah, shit, he's been in a million things. Um, and Samuel E. Wright, who was the voice of Sebastian on uh, Little Mermaid. Um, but anyways, yes. And then there is also people celebrating um, anniversaries of people's birthdays and birthdays of people that were still with us. Um, it was the, the it would have been the 49th birthday of Biggie uh, last week. So shout out to my favorite rapper ever, Biggie. Um, same with Busta Rhymes. He turned 49 last week. Um, rapper IDK out of Maryland, one of my favorite up-and-coming rappers. Um, Lauren Hill, Andre 3000, Lenny Kravitz, uh, Left Eye from TLC, Gladys Knight, and Morgan Freeman. Whew. There's a couple more, man. <laughs> uh, we have Mitch Album, a uh, favorite sports writer from uh, yeah. from Detroit, Detroit legend, Detroit royalty. Uh, Ryan Kluger, uh, Kugler, the director oh, of nice. Black Panther yep. and... Uh, what was the other? What was the movie where Michael B. Jordan was on the train? Oh, Creed Fruit, as well. Fruitvale Station and Fruitvale Station. Uh, Aaron Donald, DN for uh, the LA Rams, one of the top defensive players in the league. H. John Benjamin, uh, you might know the voice of Bob's Burgers and as well as Archer. Oh yeah, John Benjamin. Yeah, <laughs> I love John Benjamin. And Angelina Jolie. Dang well. man, yep. tons of them, man, tons of them. But so, yeah, so while we're cracking this beer and having a little sip of it, we're going to get to some of the music um, of some of these birthdays here. So I am going to kick it off with a little bit of Notorious B.I.G. Big pop. Days 
your pennies. Honeys had the high top jellies, shooting skelly. Motherfuckers was all friendly, lounging at the barbecues, drinking brews with the neighborhood crews, hanging on the avenues. Turn your pages to 1993, niggas is getting smoked, G. Believe me. Talk slick, you get your neck slick quick. Cause real street niggas ain't having that shit. Totin' text correct. Smoking blunts in the project. I'm mastering it. Some fighting shit. We get hyping shit and start fighting shit. So step away with your fist fight. Little buster. Saying, yo, silly with my nine milli with the dilly, yo. When I be on the mic, yes, I do my duty, yo. While up in the club, like we while in the studio. You don't wanna violate, nigga, really and truly, yo. My main thug, nigga, named Julio, he moody, yo. Type of nigga that'll slap you with the Tulio. Bitch, nigga, skinny, IDK. Baby! Andre 3000, baby. Seeing like to the end up being like your sorry ass, robbing niggas in broad 
get down. Return of the gangster, bankster. The niggas who get the wrong impression of expression. Then the question is big, but what's up with Andre? Is he in a coat? Is he on drugs? Is he gay? When y'all gonna break up? When y'all gonna wake up? Nigga, I'm feeling better than ever. What's wrong with you? You get down. Gangster. Little Lenny Kravitz, the guy that doesn't age. <laughs> song is but (laughs) respect anyways and finally Gladys Knight the legend the song is so good Birthday love, man, a lot of legends. Um, shout out to all May birthdays. Um, but yeah, that beer is pretty interesting. It's uh, I've never had something that tastes like it really. Yeah, so I mean, saisons are supposed to be light and crushable. Am so I right that it has like a little vanilla in it? it? Tasted like I felt like I tasted a little bit of vanilla. I don't taste the vanilla. I do taste like. Let me, let me get another sip here. It has like a little. 
Kind of like a vanilla. Rex, taste. if you listen, I'm gonna do your beer justice, man. Um, so it has like this like. And that's because of like the dry hops, I would say. Like it has like this like really like dry finish mm-hmm. to it because they like add the that. hops later. Yeah, it's like kind of like an IPA like bitterness a little bit, but you know it's, really, it's obviously not that. It's definitely something you want to drink on a hot summer day. Mm-hmm. Like it's very yeah. If it was very ice light. cold, it'd be amazing. It has like a really good like aroma to it too. Like that's when he said like the tropical funky boy, and I think those were the copper hops he used with it too. Like they have like that kind of like that, not necessarily citrusy, but. Definitely more on like definitely fruity, like almost in a way, which mm-hmm. you know typical saisons kind of have like that those aromas to them and everything. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely something drinkable. Like I would say, it's a good intro beer for people that don't like craft beer. Mm-hmm. So even though he says like four brewers by brewers, which and I as I you know in as a brewer you start to like more lighter shit. I feel like because you know you like for us we're making a lot of crazy stuff. Like a lot of New England IPAs, a lot of sours, a lot of different like palate changes throughout like the time. So something like this, where it's light and crisp, this is definitely like a brewer's beer, but it's also a good intro beer for people that don't necessarily like craft beer. I, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's different, man. What do you think? I like it, man. I thought it was pretty good. It's it's definitely interesting. I don't know that I've ever had a saison beer before. It might be my first experience here. Yeah, man. But I thought it definitely tastes good. It's uh. I, for some reason, I had that little hint of like a vanilla or something in the back. I, I mean, don't you, know what it was, you know, th- I, 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 I don't get the vanilla necessarily. Like, say you might because everybody's palate is different, you True. know. So that's that's another thing. What it? Yeah. Uh, do you got it? You got it on the taste, or you got it on the aroma? On the taste. Oh the taste. shit. Okay. And it's like almost immediate. What's the uh, percentage on it? Uh, six. Six percent. Six percent. Yeah. I like they, the label. The label's really cool. They too. call it like the farmhouse sale because like it's just one of those ones that's summery. Something mm-hmm. like that, like so when it's hot out, like after like a long day, farmers want something, you know, they can just enjoy, don't have to like struggle through, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that for sure. I would definitely drink that again. Shout yeah. out to your boy Rex. Yep. Um, but yeah, with all that being said, we can move on into a segment that's probably going to take us a long t- time tonight. Since we were off for the last two weeks, there was quite a bit of amazing music drops. So I'll kick it over to E-Man for his amazing, which I've been getting a fucking crack out of listening back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me work up the uh, the vocals. You might, you got that? You got that reverb on deck? You got that reverb, Eric? Let's go. One, two, and a one, two, three. Something, something old, old. Something, something new, 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 new. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, I don't honestly remember who kicked it off last time, so I'll just let you start with something old. Something old? Yes, sir. Dude, there was so much new shit that came out. I honestly didn't really pay attention to something old, but I will <laughs> give you something old anyway. Yeah. Uh, I did have uh our. Like a well, we were supposed to have Buddy on the podcast today, right. so I did go back and listen to his older project, uh, Runt, which okay. is the one in 2019, like when we last had him on, because I wanted to compare like what he did then and to now. And I'll tell, and I was gonna tell him this anyway. I I definitely like this project better than like the It's on the floor, like four. I think that's what his most recent one mm-hmm. I came out with. I mean, I would tell him that to his face, whether you know here or there. But no, I I really enjoyed this project overall. I think he has like a really good growth to like. I think there's like a lot of potential there. Mm-hmm. I just think he went to like young boy sound for this project. And then you, yeah. you can kind of yeah. agree on that. I've only too, heard the we one talked song about the that. New one. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. I, I listened. I think it was like a 
a uh, few song like EP, I would say, because I know I know it's on the flow. It was like a series because we did like three or four of them. I think four was the most recent one. But yeah, Runt was uh that was a good project for him, man. And yeah, I think I think that like it's just he has like that lyrical bounce to it where it could work. I just think with the new project, he tried to do something a little bit different. Than mm-hmm. that, he tried to go more like the melodic sound with it, kind of like the young boy raps type deal, if you right. will. But yeah, I, I think dude has a lot of potential, and that's why you know I like to keep him on here. But which track yeah. should I play off this one? It's on the flow one, right? No, I, I was talking about Runt, but oh, Runt. it's okay. on the floor yeah. one. No, we gotta go from Runt. Then. Okay, all right. We go. Runt on here. On title? It's on title. I'm looking at it. Oh wait a minute. I think I had to just go back a little. Right. Hmm. It's called Runt? Yup. Uh, I'll show you the artwork if that helps you. Why is that one not on? Trying to, trying to pull up Buddy, some music for you guys. Wait, if I type in Runt. There it is. Weird. Got it? It's like on a different uh, artist page or something for some reason. Sometimes because like there, you know, there's a different buddy. So oh, yeah, but a lot that, of times that'll music, have like that'll mix it, it up. That's weird. All right, which one should I play off this? Uh, let's go Taylor Road. Taylor Road. Bam! Here is Taylor Road off of the album Runt by our boy Buddy. Buddy, we hope to get you back in before. here soon, bro. Taylor Road, made me to a soldier. Riding with my woes, probably thought we from Magnolia. Hey, baby, I'm telling my dog we on the way up. I just be my dog, we go back like LeBron Shaper. Did you be my dog? We go back to the green box. Did I be my dog? We go back to the black top. Did you be my dog? Touch the flow hot like a matchbox. Get out of control, now my shoulders gonna glow. Now I'm lit. I think it like it is. Showtime, yeah. I'm riding with my dogs for show now. Yeah. Connected to the Zoles, the Zoe Pound. Yeah. The Trinity's on the go, they go wild. Yeah. Bringing out my dogs when I ever touch down. Bringing out my dogs when I ever touch down. A nigga behind the wall, I just bring crash down. Celebrating dog like I scored a touchdown. 8050 Taylor Road, turn me to a soldier. Riding with my road, probably. That's a little bit of Taylor Road off Buddy's album, a runt. Uh, shout out, Buddy, man. Shout out, Buddy. Um, for mine, um, kicking off to my something old, I am going with an album that just celebrated its 20th anniversary, and that would be the debut album out of Alicia Keys, Songs in A Minor. Um, okay. Alicia Keys dropped Songs in A Minor on June 5th of 2001, um, and she started writing, it's kind of crazy because she began working on that album in 1995 when she was 14 years old. Um, and it was originally rejected, and then she kept shopping it around until finally Clive Davis's Artist Re- Records picked her up and uh, put it out. Um, it says here that she was she was already a classically trained pianist in her teenage years, so she wrote, arranged, and produced the majority of the album by herself, um, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and she was like just on the scene when it came out, right? So she didn't have anything to you know build up any steam off of so when it first dropped she still sold 236,000 copies in the first week and then it went on to sell 6.2 million copies in the U.S. 
and 12 million copies worldwide. So it's pretty insane uh, that she did those numbers. Um, so shout out to Alicia Keys. Um, I don't need to talk about her too much. I'm just going to play her music because we've got a lot of music to get to. Um, I'm actually going to play something off the expanded version that I've never even heard of. I just pulled this up, and I did not there's know an that there's version? yeah, there's an expanded version with a remix to A Woman's Worth with Nas on it. So let's check out that. <laughs> oh, that's why we just here alone. Ooh. Mm, lovely skis. You can buy me diamonds and buy me pearls Take me on a cruise around the world A dozen roses cause I'm your girl Check that out on the way home because I want to hear the Nas verse and shit. Yeah. But yeah, so shout out to Alicia Keys. Uh, and then moving on to something new. I'm sure we both have There's a few, so, so we'll just go much. back and forth one it's and one. Not even, not even fun. And then we're going to have a lot of the same shit. Yeah, too. we'll have some of the same, some uh, some different ones. So. I'm going to talk about one we I know for sure we don't have the same one okay. because I, I listened to it randomly. Off, I was actually listening to Button and Parks was talking about it for a minute. Okay. Uh, Dis- former Disney Channel star, actually, Olivia Rodrigo. I never really heard of her. I, I think she was in my high school musical, the, the series or something like that. That's on Disney+. Plus. She's uh, She kind of reminds me of like a Gen Z version of Taylor Swift, almost. Okay. But she came out, her uh, her album Sour. Uh, off the gate, man, it was some crazy shit. I'm going to be honest with yeah. you. It was like something I wasn't expecting. Because <laughs> it came up with like this almost like this like punk kind of like intro and then it kind of goes on like more poppy vibes like the first half of the album is definitely better than the second one i actually really enjoyed it i mean i I don't think everybody i don't think everybody's gonna enjoy this album like that our demographic just because you know we're more tailored towards hip-hop heads Uh and shit like that but you know for a pop album this it wasn't bad i i gotta say the album art it looks pretty cool yeah man uh yeah olivia rodrigo run apparently she's already like you know superstar status so she doesn't. Uh, she is, man. Yeah, I've never even heard of her. Me too. I, I had no idea. Show, man. I was checking her. Like she's got uh, apparently a lot of a lot of blogs are ranking her. Like this is like one of the top albums of the year and everything like that. Well, shit. Too, so. What what uh, song should I rock off this? The intro for sure. The intro. And the so intro. Brutal. Track. Brutal. Yeah. Okay. Here that, is, it caught me off guard, but yeah. Here is uh, "Brutal" by Olivia Rodrigo. I'm excited about this because I've never heard it. All right, let's check it out. Same face I did. You <laughs> made the same face I did as soon as I heard that. I'm like, oh shit. 
I'm so insecure, I think that I'll die before I drink. And I'm so caught up in the news of who likes me and who hates you. And I'm so tired that I might quit my job, start a new life. And they'd all be so disappointed. Cause who am I if not exploited? And I'm so sick of 17. Where's my fucking teenage dream? If someone tells me one more time, enjoy your youth, I'm gonna cry. And I don't stick up for myself. I'm anxious and nothing can help. And I wish I'd done this before. And I wish people liked me more. All I did was You said Parch was talking about this? Yes. Interesting. For That's minute. pretty sweet, yeah. dude. I like that. I introduce, I'll have to go check that album out. A little pop punky action. Yeah, I like that. I mean, the rest of the album is not like that. I'm going to just throw that out there right now. But right. That, that caught me off guard just hearing that. And the rest of the album is dope. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to check it out. Just not sure. that. Yeah. Well, since there, we're doing the ones that we probably don't have in common first, I'm going to do the same. Um, and this is a band that I'm brand new to. I, I was one of those things where... Like we always talk about, clicked on it because of the album cover, and it is a band that is from London that was formed in 2017 called Black Midi. Um, the band consists of Gordy Greep on vocals and guitar, Matt Calvin on vocals and guitar, Cameron Picken on bass, guitar, and synths, Morgan Simpson on drums, and their name is der- uh, derived around uh, a Japanese music genre called Black Midi, apparently. <laughs> the sound has been described as experimental rock. It's definitely that. It's um definitely like all over the place. It's very interesting music. Um, I don't really know exactly how to describe it other than to just let you guys hear a little bit of it for yourself. Um, the album itself is called um, Cav- Cal- Cavaclade. And let's see. What's the one I should play off of here? It's all pretty crazy. Um, it definitely has like a... I'm going to go with um, the second song called Marlene Dietrich. So here's a little bit of Black Midi. It's very out there. Under soft lights with a take back face Our soft spoken queen takes her place on the stage As the big curtains open as troops the weird shit about it is like it has this vibe on one song and then like the next song will be something like this like some like mark vocal type shit <laughs> so it's just it's just like a wide range of experimental music. So if you're into weird, interesting shit, I'd definitely go give this album a listen. I really liked it. Um, but yeah, so that was my first one. And now back over to E-Man. Are we still doing stuff that you haven't heard, that you probably haven't heard of? Cause I'm, or I'm... yeah, whatever's on your list. That Yeah, we can talk about the ones that we know we have in common last. If you have some more to like say. that. Uh, actually, more. yeah. Uh, I do have one more you probably haven't listened to. And this album is absolutely great i wasn't expecting this it's an it's an early front well i guess it's not really early we're halfway through the year but it's a top 10 album i've definitely heard this year was uh audrey nuna who is uh, it audrey nuna i believe the album was called uh liquid breakfast a uh, liquid breakfast if i'm not mistaken liquid breakfast uh, 
Make sure let me confirm that real quick. Yep, Liquid Breakfast by Audrey, Audrey Nuna. Nuna. Huh. Uh she has like she's one of these like versatile uh one of these versatile artists, man. She can sing, she can rap, she can kind of do a little bit of everything. Uh she has a feature with Jack Harlow and oh, Saba on this uh on this album. I wasn't really expecting it. It's dope. Uh shout out to uh the our Asian and Pacific Islander community and stuff like that too. Yeah. Uh I this is this is dope. I looked at the artwork. I saw like kind of like the grill there. I'm like, okay, she got kind of a little mm-hmm. sauce. So I'm like, all right, I'll uh, I'll give it a listen. I'll check it out, and I was definitely uh, impressed. It's really good. Nice. What uh, song should I play off? Let's of it? go. Now this is the tough part uh, picking the song because I I really do like really like this project. I'm gonna go with the Saba feature. Let's okay. go with Top again. Shout out Saba, Chicago too. The man. Wanted to keep shit clean, trying to keep all the mummies in the dust. Clinks on the patio, mistress on my daddy, oh. Hell came down and the traitors all ran to the front. Cause it's raining, favorite. Grass is great, I might just cut cold, baby. Just face it. Precipitation, but you wasted just waiting. I was dancing all this time. <laughs> I have to get to that out of the way home. I'm going to go listen to that whole project. That's really tight, dude. I really like that. So shout out to Audra Nuna. That, again, that is the song called Top Again featuring Saba um, off her album Liquid Breakfast, uh, which is kind of funny. But anyways. Ray, and then- I, I, I was trying to get the title of that name. I wasn't going to like, is that a, is that pause worthy? I don't know if we're reading it. No, Probably I, not. No. no, I was just referring to fucking booze. Um, but anyways, kind of in that exact same <laughs> wheelhouse, really. Um so the artist that I went with um, is, her name is, I think it's pronounced Mar- Mariba. Don't quote me on that. It's M-E-R-E-B-A. Um, kind of in that same wheelhouse that email was just talking about. She's a singer, songwriter, rapper, um, and she kind of has that like melodic R&B, like hip-hop type of vibe, almost like an Erica Badu type of vibe. Um, and I just, same thing with E-Man. I thought the, the cover art was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, just clicked on it and decided to listen to it. And I will give you guys a little bit of it. Um, this is a song called News Come off of her EP called, I think it's just letters, E-Z-E-B. So a Zeb. So here's a little bit of that. Burden. Wipe the shit out like detergent. 
think you know we deserve it Lose come, lose goes to you We fail when the screen's closed Lose come, lose goes to you We fail when the screen's frozen Lose come, lose goes to you We fail when they won't show you Lose come, lose Yeah, she's pretty tight. Um, she's got a lot of different vibes on there too. She's got some more hip hop shit, some more, you know, um, the softer side of things and a little bit of more hype shit too. So it's pretty tight. Um, yeah, back on to you now. I think we're probably getting into the territory of both yeah, of us. Yeah, like same. my next like three or four, we probably both listen to yep. for sure. Um, let's go with actually one maybe you haven't listened to yet, but I know it's been on your radar. Uh, so I'll talk about that next. And I am going to refer to the Brockhampton Roadrunner I New Light album. I haven't listened to it yet. It is flitty flipping great, bro. <laughs> uh, I know they had that single with Danny Brown. That's yeah, the new that track. Uh, the ASAP Rocky track is really good. Oh, tight. Uh, that one's really cool. The Light Part 2. I mean, I, Kevin Extract is the man, bro. Like, the whole group is the man. <laughs> like, they are dope. Like, oh, they shit, they got really Rocky sick. and Ferg on that song? Yep. They got JPEG Mafia on here. There's a lot. Charlie of Wilson's Bow up on wow. here. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, shoot up the part. Don't shoot up the party is actually a really good track too off of there. Uh, Brockhampton doesn't really miss for me like that. So they don't mm. really miss in general. Yeah, I, I don't think like they're just one of those people in that wheelhouse where it's just way too creative. And there's, there's like too 8, much thousand of them. There's way too much <laughs> shit going on with them to yeah. them to fail. Yeah, like, for I, sure. I really really enjoy Brockhampton's music. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Roadrunner, New Light. I think this might be a deluxe, though, because I think they might have dropped. They did drop a Roadrunner earlier this year. Hmm. So I think this might actually might be a deluxe. But, yeah, it's it came on my radar. I've, obviously, I'm a big Brockhampton fan. That shit was pretty smoking. Nice. Yeah. Which, uh, they added like four or five. Actually, yeah, they added like six tracks to it. Oh, like, nice. Which one would you like me to play on here? Don't shoot up the party. Don't shoot up the party. Yeah, 13. And they added. Okay. Here is Don't Shoot Up the Party four by tracks. Brockhampton. They added four tracks. That's what okay, cool. Self-hatred runs deep White boys all I see whenever I sleep Niggas think I think these thoughts on purpose But I knew about sync Four cash could rule me Colonized minds by masters and slaves They both hate niggas and like niggas the same Homophobic, I tried to gangbang I tried to get laid, I had to get paid Hopped off the ship, I land on my feet In Corpus Christi, I got my own street Running this shit like it's a track meet I had to go back home, I seen too many niggas Now get my dogs Black whales, let them live well. What a miracle we dream the million stories to tell. You are now tuned in, baby, to the new classic, new machine. Keep the peace, keep them dancing. Don't shoot up the party, don't shoot up the party. Please, please don't shoot up the party. Don't shoot up the party. Please, please don't shoot up the party. Don't shoot up my party. That's a little bit of Don't Shoot Up the Party by Brockhampton. God damn, that song is sweet. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to check that project out. But uh, anyways, continuing along with another album that came out uh, on Friday, um, and that is 
Oh, man, New York really bodied this fucking last Friday. Um, but I'll start off with one of them out of the New York artists that dropped, which would be our man Smoke Dizza, Kush God, oh, baby. Oh, shit. That's not where I thought you were going to go <laughs> first. But, yes, the Smoke Dizza album was really great. The Hustlers yeah. catalog, too. Yep, the Hustlers yep. catalog, too. Um, Smoke Dizza is definitely uh, one of E-Man and I's favorite artists. He um, does definitely one of those ones that just doesn't disappoint. He's like currency. Every time he drops, you know the project's going to be fire, um, literally every single time. Um, let's see, what was one of the ones that I wanted to, oh, this one is sick because Benny the Butcher's verse is crazy. I'm going to play Ramadan by Smoke Dizza, uh, Nimlo, and Benny the Butcher off the Hustlers catalog too. Kush God! 183rd Street. Benny the Butcher, like, references drug dealing to the music industry and it's awesome. Love. I love it. Pump the spaceship in front of mama's fry We was taught to squeeze till the drama die Homie, don't be the reason that your mama cry Heard they put a sun down like Ramadan Then they wonder why the streets left us traumatized Traumatized I got a budget just to keep new Dior in my closet New handheld pistols on my niggas like wallets Big business, so you know, it's a bigger deposit High-tech money machines to speed up the process huh? I don't explain the process to novice, what's the object? Handful of bud in the bag, off the optics They hate to see me living my life Them back in the days, story still ain't changing the price Don't get caught up in position and power for the hour Niggas get the cap about smoke, I like the louder I got niggas rich, you got niggas clipped Embarrassed, investigated, all types of shit I underestimated the scripts That's a little bit of Ramadan Uh, Definitely go back and listen to that song and listen to Benny the Butcher's verse I'd play the whole thing, but the song's four minutes long We can't do all that (laughs) Back over to E-Man all right, so I, are we stay, I guess we're staying in New York, it looks like. Yeah, sure, wherever you want to go. Uh, an artist that we kind of, I would say both of us kind of grew up with, we more listened to like the front man of this group. Yep. However, we all know that this dude can body some fucking beats, bro. That is like, a fact. absolutely. That like, is a fact. Nah, I mean, it's definitely one of the most dominant groups from the early 2000s, and dude broke out. I mean, he's been broke out for a while, and like, we all know, like, he probably, I think he might have ghost wrote for a lot of people that we don't know. Like, I, I genuinely think that, like, this art. Yeah, oh, I'm sure he did. Absolutely. So, if you guys are uh, still questioning who I'm talking about, I am talking about Lloyd Banks, yeah, formerly of G Unit. The Course of the Inevitable that came out this past Friday. This album from start to finish is absolutely fucking insane. That's the first time yes, we swore sure all is. day. Yeah, yep. uh, no, it's uh, it, dude, it's it's just a vibe, man. Just straight through. It's the it's, it's, it's lyrical crazy. exercise, straight through for sure. Like bar from bar, like this is definitely some of the craziest shit. Like it's got that came out recently. It's got all the heavy hitters from New York and the surrounding area too. You got Freddie Gibbs, Styles well, he's in P, you got Styles, Rock Marcy, Benny the Butcher, Ransom. I want to say Ransom, Sid the Ari, uh, Sid Ari the Kid, Vado. Uh, yeah. Freddie Gangsta Gibbs. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah, uh, Lloyd Banks is still rapping at a super high level, and I'm glad that he's back out because he hasn't dropped in a while. And um, this album really solidified and proved to me that he's the best one in G-Unit still rapping and making music. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, without question. That wasn't... Yeah, I never questioned that. Um, I think... 
because this guy bodied two albums over the weekend. We deserve, He deserves some fucking flowers. We're going to play the song Food with featuring Styles P because SP the ghost is the motherfucking man. Here's a little bit of food. Chip. Beats tight too. Being right was never in my list of plans. I give a fuck about your Instagram. I give a fuck about your Twitter. Don't follow me, you see me in the street, nigga. I'm a giant. Noisy footsteps can't sneak with you. Been running shit, next move is a flea flicker. Still making them sick like sweet liquor. Book full of told you's in my MVP picture. 90% of my songs gloomy, I'm ball heavy. I bought them bitches out of dark room like all Kelly. Gorilla papers keep the car smelly Thinking I will line you up dead wrong in the contrary Diamonds on my pimp head My buckle strap Farragon Scrumming like a six man Quarter pound of marathon I'm waiting a day with all of my bad habits Going money, power, respect All the above added on The fucking niggas tell me dog Nothing You walk around fronting Probably gonna get into something Niggas would be fooled Never dinner function Better keep you cool or pretend or something. Me and Blue again. Blue steel in the foreign. Yeah, I'm a CEO, but move like a hooligan. Woo. If I'm in the club, then the owner gonna let the shooter in. Stick it in car oil, baby oil and lubricant. Known to set trip, you only trip when you Ubering. Wearing God speed for the time that I'm maneuvering. Yeah, I matter like black lives. Baptized in a black five or nine five with a crack pie. Lord, we think of Floyd, Mayweather and George. Blowing smoke out the sunroof. Talk to the Lord. Thank God for the stash box. Any your um man shout out to styles man styles p is the best but anyways um staying in the vein of new york hip-hop um someone that i look up to quite a bit um was kind of the re- he has a podcast called Juan ep that was the very first po- hip-hop podcast of all time which is kind of the reason that i wanted to start a podcast he was the inspiration behind that him and cypher sounds um, Peter Rosenberg out of New York's Hot 97, who's a DJ up there, uh, put a, out a compilation album where you know he he's the producer really. He, he mixed up a bag of uh, New York artists and awesome um, underground hip hop shit that um, I think is going to be one of my favorite albums of the year. I've already listened to it three times. It's a, it's in the a last top. Days. It's a top ten for me as well, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to play one of the lesser-known artists on here, an artist that I'm kind of new to myself, which I just think this is one of the standout tracks. Um, it's just really, really dope. And that's um, the song called Words of Mayhem featuring Mayhem Loren. If you're unfamiliar with them, you're about to get familiarized. I mean, if you guys have watched <laughs> Fuck That's Delicious or any Action Bronson TV yep. <laughs> show, you have definitely seen Mayhem Loren around. Yep, just for sure. Yeah. Definitely. And he's super hard with the bars, so... Shout out to Rosenberg, you guys, you put together an awesome album. And also, shout out to Vel the Wonder, who did the intro. She's this um, chick from the West Coast who raps. I had to go and listen to her project afterwards. I'm not going to play anything from it, but she has an album called Trophy Wife. Uh, Vel the Wonder Trophy Wife, go listen to that. Bars for days. She's always referencing 90s hip-hop, Bone Thugs. You know, it's it's awesome. So, yeah, check that out. But anyways, here's Words of Mayhem featuring Mayhem Loren off Peter Rosenberg's brand new album called Real Late. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do I 
that's a richer dog, you get the picture. Ain't really with the barking, but could clip you with a whisper. I'm a fixture in this rap shit. I ain't going anywhere. Pardon self for capping, cause I'm actually going everywhere. Fashion be late, but my fashion is great. Get the cash and escape. Was cop away by the crate. Then we dish it how we get it. Let them skate on the plate. Cruise through her makeup, piece the rafe for watch this paper inflate. Yeah, niggas hustle backwards, make 20 to spend 30. Rest in peace, pimp chair. We outside and riding dirty. Drop the rock in the pot, drop the top on the Bentley, drop the work on the block and tell them that the Lord sent me. Champagnes and shines like we out of our minds. 300,000 on the table, please don't open the blinds. I don't take pictures with money, but please believe I got it. I was counting profit back when we were sip hypnotic. This ain't for the lames, this for niggas rockin' 100k chains with Cardi frames Bad bitches, fast whips, stash chips, big boy wrist from big boy wrist Maneuver elegant, swish, uh, and trust me Ooh, my Mayhem Loren, baby Mayhem Yeah, that shit's hard um, Yeah, shout out Rosenberg, man, you did a really awesome job Put right. a sweet album That's and I got, all I had for new ones I got you. a couple more uh, all, all well one one is I do want to talk about just real quick uh, I'm not I'm not gonna play anything like that I mentioned by the way mm-hmm. it's just a couple I do want to talk about uh, one of the top selling albums of this year was actually like a really big metal album that beat out DJ Khaled and a couple really? other people uh, wow I want to give a quick shout out because it was actually I listened was it to the album huh was it Slipknot or something Close, they're on the same label, but it is not Slipknot. Uh, slip it is uh, Gojira, actually. I don't even know who that is. Uh, Gojira, I would say, probably be like the new age, not new age, but like the 2020 version of like a Metallica. Uh, definitely different, definitely okay. different sound, but like around like how big they are and yeah. stuff like that in that like genre. But uh, Gojira had an album, Fortitude, that came out that mm-hmm. was actually really fucking tight. I listened to it on a bike ride just out of... I was trying to switch it up. I was trying to switch up my taste on people and stuff like that. Pedal and fast as <laughs> that and then in the same in the same wheelhouse, not as hard, but I want to take it back to Michigan. Uh, out of Muskegon, Michigan, hmm. I want to talk about Pop Evil because I actually got to see them oh, okay. live. But yeah, Pop, I remember that. yeah, Pop Evil actually dropped an album too over the uh, over the time we were out. Ah, dude, it was so fucking good. No. Actually, uh, shout out to Pop Evil with their most recent album. Uh, Versatile that came out. I always pick stuff out by the artwork. I didn't even know it was them at first, but it had like this like cartoony, like trippy anime like fuck fuckery oh, yeah, going on there. Yeah, like I don't sweet. I don't know what the artwork's supposed to represent. Cool. However, I can say like the opening track, Let the Chaos Begin, had me pedaling fast as shit when I was on my <laughs> way to work the other day. Uh yeah, start start to finish, man. There's a really dope track. Like I said, I got to see him live. They have a really dope uh, female drummer too. That's actually oh, really sweet. cool. Like she comes out and fucking kills it. Uh, Inferno is a really good track off of there as well. Really big fan of it. And then going back, we're going to go take it back uh, to the southern part of Michigan. Well, not southern part, I guess. Like wh- where's Detroit at? I guess like right around the thumb, I would mm-hmm. say. But let's go to Ice Where Vessel Rich Off Pints, yeah. which is actually a really dope project too. Yeah, shout I shout, you know, shout out Ice Where Vessel and that uh that camp that was. A- You've heard him on our podcast a few weeks ago when we played the track with uh, Courtney Bell and him. Yes, 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 you did. We did play that. Uh, solid project, man. I mean, I'd love to see like Detroit scene coming up and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like he, I mean, it's still got like that, you know, that Detroit bounce with the drums and stuff like that. Like you know, it's you know some city shit. Yeah. But he actually switched it up quite a bit. He definitely did a lot more like radio stuff for sure, but mm-hmm. it still did it with like with his own swag. So yeah, shout out Rap really Detroit. Cool. That's how I found out about him, yeah. uh, Uncle P and all them over there. Um, I got to see. Actually, I saw Icewear Vezo live. He opened. Did you really? He opened for. Uh, 
on, on he opened for Big Sean, J. Cole, Kendrick, and Trey Songs. Whoa. Like the big show at the jail yeah. and Ice for Vessel was the that's opener. Sweet. That's yeah. super so, tight. So yeah, shout out to uh shout out to him, man. <coughs> ah, that's awesome. Excuse me. Um anyways, oh. bef- yeah, and two local tracks. Sorry. Oh, okay. There's two local tracks I do want to talk about real quick. Uh, one is is a, actually shout out to Sin Crawford, who's a friend of the show. He's never been on here, but he's a friend of the show because he brought us uh, Kid Swope and Ill Will. Uh, he dropped a new single with uh, Dame Black called Icy Dead People uh, off the Bob Williams EP. It's a it's really dope track. i big fan of it. Shared it. Like I don't think it's out for the public yet though let me see yeah i think it's available for pre-order yeah it's available for pre-order but yeah shit's dope shout out to uh shout out to sin and then also shout out to one of our listeners who has not been on the show yet but hopefully will soon Giacomo dropped a new track called molly kate oh nice so i want to give a shout out to uh to them they've been they've been friends of the plymouth rock studio before i've booked them on a couple shows well, hold before on. let's pull that <laughs> god damn tickle in my throat Giacomo, let's pull them up real quick, cause let's play them a little. Want to play a little yeah. Molly Kate? Uh, yeah. it is on Spotify. It I is on Spotify. How does Giacomo spell their shit? J A C K A M O. Yep. Giacomo, Molly Kate, got it. Um, yeah, we want to get them on the podcast. So, um, and we definitely want to show support, cause they show us support. So here's a little bit of Molly Kate by uh, Giacomo, and then I got one more to um, local artist. That oh, didn't Breeze drop some shit too? Uh, oh, Breeze does have music out, yeah. Molly Kate, I should have loved you more, and the flowers that wouldn't grow in my garden. This might have to be one of the performance episodes. Man, they have awesome voices. I like those harmonies. Um, yeah, so shout out Giacomo. We will hope you get on the podcast soon. Uh, we are fans. And then also, this is not technically a new track, but new to the people. It's an old recording that um, I talked to Taylor Greenshield about it. Uh, shout out our boy Taylor. Friend of the show, um, friend of a, just being a friend. Yep. <laughs> Taylor's just a, busy, the busiest man yeah, in Yeah, working probably. on everybody's project at <laughs> once. Um, I know he's working on Danny Darling's project. He's doing project. shit with Grove. I, I mean, with Grove. Like, dude yeah. does everything. But anyways, uh, an old Honey Monsoon track has resurfaced that Taylor said has just kind of been laying room or laying around that um, he you know, pulled back up and decided to finish and edit and uh, mix it and all that and put it out. So here is a brand new track out of Honey Monsoon called Soul Samba. Shout out Anna as well. Running down this highway 
Eight-minute track, so I want to play the whole thing. Real quick that's edit uh, for the Icy Dead People track. I have not listened to this yet. It's not available quite yet. I went off the. I said it was a dope track based off the artwork alone. Like mm. this shit is gonna be fire. So I, I do want to edit that oh, real that's quick. Sweet. Oh, so, yeah. but yeah, I've heard sent on uh, Kid Swole's project, and I also heard him on Joe Commission's project. So, oh yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see what they do, man. Yeah, and then one last thing I have in the news segment, which is not music, because at one point when we decided to come back, we uh, said we were going to, you know, if there's something new in the podcast world and the art world and the book world, and I do have a book, a couple books I just finished, one I want to talk about, the other one I'll just say is hilarious, and it speaks for itself, go get Seth Rogen's yearbook, Uh, especially (laughs) the audiobook version is fucking hilarious, Um, but no, anyways, I I just finished a book called The Midnight Hour, and... Uh, I'm sorry, The Midnight Library is the name of it, by Matt Haig. And I found it really uh, to be a valuable book um, in the philosophy department. Um, it really kind of makes me think, or made me think inwardly. Um, I really kind of um, resonated with the main character, Nora. And the story is kind of about, um, it starts off a little dark, because the story is about uh, Nora, who's a, a girl in her mid-30s, who's working a job she doesn't, um, you know, she doesn't hate it, but she doesn't necessarily have any passion for it, um, which I can relate to. Um, not this podcast, but my actual nine to five job. But anyways, um, so anyways, she's kind of you know she's burnt her relationships with the people that she cares about the most, and just kind of living a life full of regret and doubt, and kind of lives in her own head, you know, with struggles with anxiety problems, and decides that she's going to end things, and so she decides to take an overdose of pills. But when she does this, uh, her clock stops at midnight, and she kind of enters this world that's in between life and death, and it's called the Midnight Library. And inside the Midnight Library is her old um, um, librarian from grade school, and uh, she kind of tells her what's going on in this Midnight Library. And what the Midnight Library is, is each story uh, in the library is a different version of her life. Um, that happens based on her making a different decision at some point. So she gets to go back and, you know, change things that she didn't like and try to restart it. And, you know, and she finds that, you know, just changing one thing can drastically edit other people's lives. So it's kind of like a self-discovery type of thing. And I just thought it was a really, really good, interesting um, book. And it kind of had me answering questions about myself in it. And there was this passage at the end that I just want to read quickly since I don't have anything to play from it that I thought was um, a pretty well-written little part of the book. And it was in this little small segment called The Things That I've Learned. And in this segment, she writes, It's easy to mourn the lives we aren't living. Easy to wish we'd developed other talents, said yes to other offers. Easy to wish we'd worked harder, loved better, handled our finances more astutely, been more popular, stayed in the band, gone to Australia and said yes to coffee and more bloody yoga. It takes no effort to miss the friends we didn't make 
and to uh, in the work we didn't do or the people we didn't marry or the children we didn't have. It is not difficult to see yourself through the lens of other people and to wish you were all the different kaleidoscopic versions of yourself that you wanted to be. It's easy to regret and to keep regretting until our time runs out. But it is not easy or but it is not the lives we regret not living that are the real problem. It is the regret itself. It's the regret itself that makes us shrivel and wither and feel like our own um, and other people's worst enemy. We can't tell if any of those other versions would have been any better or worse. Those lives are happening. It's true. You are happening as well, and that is the happening that we need to focus on. Of course, we can't visit every place or meet every person or do every job. Yet most of us, but most of what we feel in any of these lives is still available. We don't have to play every game to know what winning feels like. We don't have to fear every piece of, or we don't have to hear every piece of music in order to understand music. We don't have to try every variety of grape in every vineyard to know the pleasure of wine. Love and laughter and fear and pain are universal currencies. We just have to close our eyes and savor the taste of the drink that's in front of us. Listen to the song as it plays. We are completely and utterly alive as we are in any other life and have access to the same emotional spectrum. We only need to be one person. We only need to feel one existence. We don't have to do everything in order to be everything because we are already infinite. I just thought that was a pretty cool little uh, passage from it. But um, yeah. yeah, that's dope. I actually really want to check that one out. Yeah, it's a really good, really good read, man. It's um definitely one of those. It's not. It's definitely not like a self help book, but it definitely was helpful to me. I believe so. Um, yeah, the Midnight Library. Go check it out. He's got a new book on the way too. So I'm speaking of for that. Uh, the Midnight things, have you listened to anything about the Midnight Gospel yet? The Dave oh Chappelle no, I Black haven't. Star podcast. No. So it's on, apparently it's on Luminary where you have to like pay for it. So a podcast subscription app. Mm-hmm. The first episode is on Amazon though, and they talk about how do you get someone to have like the will to live, and they actually had go into stories about hanging out with Amy Winehouse and Robin Williams, oh, which I is really that. interesting. So yeah, that was, that was actually like a really good episode. The next episode, and shout out to Detroit Rap, because Detroit Rap's fucking killing it right now. Mm-hmm. They feature Sada Baby on oh, the nice. next episode. Oh, tight. So I want to, uh, yeah, I really do want to check this out. I don't I don't know if I can justify paying like 40 bucks for a new app, though. Yeah, I'm not doing 35, that. 35, 40 bucks for a year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I, I got so many subscriptions already, but I do really want to check out this podcast. So, you know, if you got it like that, definitely go check out The Midnight Miracle by Dave Chappelle. Yeah, for sure. Uh, most stuff and Quali. Uh, yep, definitely. Um, but moving on into a, we have just a couple quick things to touch on before we wrap this because we're running a little long as it is. But we just want to say um, if you're not watching the NBA playoffs, you are missing out because it has been very fun. Um, the Knicks are now out of it. Uh, the Celtics are out of it. The Lakers are out and of it. And the Mavs. The Mavs are out <laughs> of it. Um, I, I got to say, you know what? As much and as. The, and the Trailblazers. Quickly, I just want to say, as much as we show LeBron love on here, I'm very disappointed in him with uh, oh, how he his performance, his demeanor, his attitude. It was very childish, very bitch made. I was not. I mean, not, you also got to contribute that. that to Kyle Kuzma putting up like four points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like but I mean, like LeBron that. played like, yeah. like shit. He didn't shake anybody's hands. You know, he was just. Acting like a fucking entitled little brat. So I was not not thrilled about that. So LeBron be better. However, <laughs> on the flip side of that, another team that got eliminated, Dame Lillard <laughs> deserves his flowers. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, I sure. watched that game live. Uh, man, that dude is... <laughs> he put up like... that. He 
nobody else was making shit. Like, if you actually watch the game, and I love Carmelo to death, I love C.J. McCollum, nobody else was really doing anything mm-hmm. during that time. And I know those are great players, don't get me wrong, but Dame literally went on, like, a f- what, 13, 14-point scoring run by himself? Yeah. Like, just training threes and shit? Man, mm-hmm. What a guy, man. Yep, what a amazing. stud. Like, <laughs> shout out to Dame. Dude, I'm, about to, I'm about to actually buy the next Dame Dollar album after that <laughs> shit. Like, just for that. No, yeah, that's man, awesome. Like, that shit's great. Uh, also, in the sports world, I really want to talk about was uh, Naomi Osaka. I was just going to, that was the yes. next thing I was going to bring yes. up. I want to shout her out. I have so much love for her. And so much respect for her decision. I'll let you talk about it, though. Man, Naomi Osaka. So those of you not familiar, Naomi Osaka is probably the number two ranked uh, female tennis player in the in the world. Yeah, she's right our now. generation, Serena Williams, yeah. straight up. Yeah, I, I said the Gen Z version. Well, I mean, I mean, we lived through Serena I didn't Williams. Say, I didn't mean so, to say our. Yeah. I meant to say the next generation. Yeah, 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 I got you. She, yeah. yeah, no, Naomi Osaka and is the she's she's one of the she's gonna be she's one of the, the go right now she's, she's gonna be, she is the yeah. go right now uh 60 million dollar payday over 2020 you know during quarantine year mm-hmm. when everything was shut down this is a person that knows their worth she put mental health over playing the french open she decided originally that she didn't want to talk to the press and would pay i think it was like a fifteen thousand dollar fine or something like that mm-hmm. she had to pay for it which if you guys are familiar if aren't familiar with professional sports you are contractually obligated contractually did i mm-hmm. say that right obligated yeah. to do press conferences mm-hmm. like you legally have to do a press mm-hmm. conference she decided to prioritize her mental health and say hey i really don't want to do this if you catch me i usually have headphones on like when i'm prepping for the tournaments mm-hmm. and stuff like that i got really bad anxiety i'm trying to work through this you know what i don't want to do that and then she came back and was like you know what? i'm just gonna drop off the tournament like, well after they now. find her she was like all right well i guess i'm just not gonna play then yeah which she knows her worth her. she knows she's gonna be talked about mm-hmm. like for now like what are they gonna do play without her right I mean, yeah and like for the french but, open they should have just been like all right you don't gotta do press in for his interviews because not having her is worse for that's their almost sport. like uh well i mean going back to lebron when we were talking like knowing your worth lebron went to party with drake or some shit like that for like some like like tequila company or whiskey yeah. company release before the playoff, like the day before uh game, I'll say it was like game five or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, didn't, and you know, like the NBA has like a strict protocol about like, yeah. you know, going mass out to party policy, with mass policy, shit. Yep. shit like that. The NBA, you cannot think of the NBA without thinking of LeBron James. Right. Like you won't think of the tennis role without Naomi Osaka exactly. right now. So this is just a case of people knowing their worth mm-hmm and running with it like you know you can get away with that shit and a little backstory on the press conferences too if you're not familiar with it most times they're directly after the match or game you know so they don't even have time to like decompress and you know like process what they just went through literally right it's literally right there so they're asking questions you know that they haven't even like had time to sit down and think about and that's stressful for a lot of athletes and she's not the first one to feel this way this has gone on for years and years in all different sports you know Ricky Williams classically hated doing press, and he would always do it with his football helmet on. You know who um, my favorite person with press is? It was uh, Marshawn. Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> yeah. I'm here, so I won't get fined. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No. So, no juice. Serena <laughs> Williams even showed support, too. And Ve- I, th- I liked what Venus Williams had to say. She was like, you know, if I could give a little bit of advice about doing press, the way that I deal with it is no matter what kind of bullshit 
um, these people ask me, you know, what, what kind of hurtful things they say or ask me, I just know in my head that I'm better than you. You can't do what I do, and that's why I'm sitting where I'm sitting and you're sitting where you're sitting. So I was like, that's pretty a pretty awesome attitude to have about it. <laughs> I do want to touch, and I, I didn't think I was ever going to agree with anything this person said, but I do really want to touch on this because it, it actually, like, damn, you are a lot smarter than I think you are. But the Jake Paul thing, like, so if you guys are familiar, look, like, at the time you're listening to this, that it already tonight, happened. Right? But yeah, Logan, oh, yeah. Logan Paul, his brother, is fighting uh, Floyd Mayweather tonight. Yeah, uh, it'll probably be two days later by the time you guys hear this, and you know that should already be viral on the world. But Jake Paul, his uh, the younger brother who just knocked out Ben Askren and Nate Robinson. Uh, came at Dana White with some with oh, some words, yeah. man. Yeah, for sure. And to be honest with you, I, I there's some shit I kind of agree with that he said there. I do want to play like that clip. Yeah, uh, let me see if I can get that. Yeah, you got it on your phone, sweet. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Hold on one second. Uh, do you want me to text that to you? Or just you? You have your? Doesn't the cord work on your phone? Yeah. Uh, can we get that played? Can it, can it, does it record through the phone or nah? Yeah, you did the phone call on it. Sick. All right. Banter, banter, banter. We are going to Yeah, well, you're looking that up. Um, the last thing I'll say, too, about the press conference thing is, also, why would any of these sports care? Have you ever watched that shit? Because I never watch the post-game press interviews. Sometimes I do. Like Actually, like, I do a lot. I could not care less about the post-game press. I do watch that, and I do watch the losses specifically because I want to see how they react to it in real time, personally, because that actually shows a lot of character and stuff like that on people. Yeah. So I actually do pay attention to that type of stuff. Games uh, are long enough as it is. When that shit's over, I'm done. I'm That's a wrap for me. <laughs> I'm on to the next. <laughs> And that uh, I, is it also terrible that I'm rooting for the Paul brother kid to beat Lloyd Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just absolutely hate Floyd Mayweather. I think he's such a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> oh, I can't stand uh, that. I, I I'm going. I'm a, I have to go for Floyd. I don't have to go for Floyd, but I'm gonna go for Floyd because I don't. I just don't get. I I think what's going on here is. And and I'll talk about this with with the Jake Paul thing because he talks about this a lot. It's, it's it is money. You know it's absolutely all it's all money. Watching the shit. Actually, I'm not gonna. Pay no, for it's it. not even. It, no, it's not even that necessarily. It's just because like the fighters make more for shit like this than they would do an actual like UFC fight, right? Which is insane to think about. But uh, let me see here. Oh, you know what's another album that I forgot that I want to listen to? I want to go check out that Little Baby and Little Dirk album. Little Baby, Little Dirk. Which actually, shout out to Lil Dirk. I feel really bad for him. I just read before the podcast his uh, brother was shot and killed uh, outside of a club in Chicago last night. Oh, shit, really? Yep. Oh, and I want actually, speaking of shootings, I do want to talk about there was a shooting outside the Trap Museum while we were on vacation, or while we were out. Really? Yeah, it was like five people got hurt Damn, or something dude, like that. Nobody, nice. nobody got killed, it looks like, but. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I do have that video queued right, up cool. for. Uh, no, it's pretty crazy that you're a guy that's a social media guy, and now you're fighting real fighters, like, just like that. Yeah. What, what was the question? Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right. There was no question. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you're, you're a social media star, now you come over to fighting, and like... I'm going for McGregor. I'm going for Mayweather. I'm going for all of these guys. I, I want... 
former champion for promotion, he's likely going to make his biggest first fighting in another sport and, you know, against, with all due respect, some of that comes from the entertainment I think there's a movement uh, moving forward that is going to show that fighters should be getting paid more. It's unfair. The, the UFC fighters don't have fair pay. Out of all the sports, the percentage that the owners get versus the, versus the athlete, they're the lowest. Francis Naganu versus John Jones. That fight should happen. Dana White, pay them the ten million. The, he, he's taking their money. They're the ones making the content. They're the ones getting in the ring, risking their life. Chris Weedman goes in, snaps his leg in half. What, what's that look like? He may never be able to fight again and provide food for his family. These fighters are risking their lives. You can quite literally die in the ring, and they need to be compensated more. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of that movement and being in control. And just like music labels, same thing. These artists are getting owned, and, and they get locked up into these shitty contracts, and they don't know what to do. So fuck that shit. Fuck Dana White. What does he say? So, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I need to hear on that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, dude has a point. Yeah, he's Dude has a big a, point. He's got a point for sure. I don't know much about Dana White, and I don't have a whole lot of knowledge on the UFC, so I can't really speak on it. But I mean, unless you're like a top tier fighter, like say for instance, if you were like a Chris Weidman, who you know who's definitely going to be out of commission for a while, mm -hmm. or if you're like Anderson Silva back in the day, like unless you're like that top John Jones, unless you're like that top tier guy, you don't get really paid shit for your fights mm -hmm. in the UFC. But then. They do traffic like UFC is one of the top sports probably in the country for sure, especially yeah. in the, especially because it's independent. It's growing on so, me. It's definitely yeah. growing on me. But anyways, this episode's running a little long, so we're gonna have to wrap uh, this pad boy up. Let me make sure. Um, I quickly wanted to say shout out to Movement Festival Detroit, even though it didn't happen in Hart Plaza where it normally does this year. They still had some mini sets around the city that were really fun. Um, Alley Deck was a really fun time. TV Lounge was a really fun time. And then there's this new bar on the Spotlight. east side called Spotlight that's really cool. Um, it's set up to where it's got like a bar and a cool um, stage venue area, but it's also got like a little mini record shop in it too. You can buy records and shit. So it was pretty sweet. Real quick, and I want to shout out did you see the new addition to Campus Marshes that popped up? No. So if you got familiar the, to the uh, to Detroit area, like, so, so we know we have listeners in different states and stuff like that. But in the middle of downtown Detroit, there's this area called area. There's an area area called Campus Marshes. Uh, and the winter is usually like a ice skating rink. They actually put a roller skating rink down oh, there, they did? a roller skating rink and a basketball court. Oh shit! And I do want to shout out that uh, there's a skate park that was actually the artwork is done by Sheefy McFly. Oh so shit! Artists, That's like, awesome. Big artist like uh, from, like from the city. Uh, Phil Simpson did the basketball course. He did a uh, he did some Eastern Market stuff too. Like Sweet. and then he did a bunch of other stuff. And then Olivia Gutherson, who is a also an artist, and Jessica Care Moore, a poet that collabed on a mural inside the Monroe Street Midway. Hmm. So yeah, shout out to them. Like it's a really good addition to the city of Detroit. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I saw a lot of bunch of people down there skating and stuff like that. That's really so, tight. You know, shout out to CD, uh, Sheefy, shout out to Phil. Like yeah, yeah. It's, it's dope, man. Cool. And we will catch you next week. And I'm gonna end the podcast with a new track out of one of our favorite rappers, who seems like he's got new music coming because it looks like he's gonna be on some kind of podcast platform with Rory and Maul. Because they teased some pictures over the weekend. Talk about the, the Ellie. Yeah, here's a little bit of Belly featuring Moneybag Yo called Zero, Zero Love. Peace. Peace. Love. I'm drowning that pussy, I'm swimming. Whoa. 
We woke up to soak up the linen Rolling up just to replenish You might fall in love when they finish I came from humble beginnings They still on my style and my image Wait, tell them I need a percentage I got zero love like it's tennis I'm mixing up wine with the lotus I'm twisted, I'm lost in the moment Smoke till my eyes out of focus Maybe I'm high but I'm focused I told her you bad like I own it I'm good, I don't want it Shout out to Mr. Miyagi, but we know a different karate Money stretch out like Pilates My house so big, I got a lobby Ball like this shit is my hobby My money is long like Mojave Bitches is thirsty, they get the mirages She pull out my dignity, two hands to massage it Feel like she got hit by a comment Don't ask me nothing, no comment She wanna gag till she vomit She wanna brag all about it I'm trying to put some swimming yeah. We're trying to get on this TikTok thing. We're trying to make more of these things. We're, we're working on it. <laughs> I got zero love. I got zero love like it's tennis. I got zero love. I got zero love like it's tennis. I'm drowning that pussy, I'm swimming. We woke up to soak up the linen. Rowing up just to replenish. You may fall in love when I finish. But I got zero love. I got zero love like it's tennis. I got zero love. I got zero love like it's tennis. Guess he rolled up like divorce papers My new chain came with some more haters Big country mansion on four acres I'm a real player, not a horse saver Digging her down super wet, we just met But she might fall in love when I'm done She a little ratchet, little bitch with the action I send her right back to the slums I don't give no fucks, Westbrook zero Walker Holmes, baby, on the neighborhood hero Big bag name, her weight like a kilo Rolling dice, fucking three hoes, no CeeLo Drop top, where you at? Abby, Abby. AP, whoa, Kimo Sabi. Head game fast, she a hotter body. She trying to give it to me now, I'm on the I phone, got it. I'm swimming. We woke up to soak up the linen. Tell him I need a percentage.